If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I remember when I was young, I had a phone bill at the age of three. So the hustling was always put into me from a very young age where when I got old enough, I was putting it's what you do in kids' names too. Yeah, it's what you do. So, Did you yeah. ever get mad at your parents and cut off their phone privileges? I'll check, my level's good. King just don't even want to talk no more. But as oh, yeah, soon as we doing it right, the nigga's <laughs> gonna jump right in the middle <laughs> and get mad like we didn't ask him his opinion. <laughs> Hey, we ready to back go there. now. That's when you know we're in the pocket then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, sometimes yeah. it just gets so compelling that you can't be compelled to resist. What, talking? <laughs> See, it's exactly how it worked. There it is. <laughs> you know, most people podcast king, the engineer, don't talk. I don't know. I've been watching one where they really do talk. Who? Well, let's see. Uh, I was watching. The... Who was the engineer for the Brilliant Idiots podcast? Oh, don't get me lying. You know I why thought you don't it was because that nigga don't talk. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the girl with the computer and stuff. I thought she was engineering. Yeah. Now no. we got the Diddy of engineers all up in the audio. Yeah, you like Suge Knight. You like, oh no, that's you who Suge Knight was talking about. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. All up in the audio. All up. I'm in gonna the have to go listen shot. to that song. This must be a L.A. music thing. No, no, it's, that it's was a... quite a big deal. The yeah. Source Awards in New York with Suge coming up. If you don't want your producers all up in the videos and all that shit. See, you got to understand, I was probably on lockdown when they was playing That's The Source. That's actually very That might possible. be true. Yeah, so I didn't see no TV at that time. Well, but it's good to know now. I'll go but back. But since you came up. home, it's because, you know, usually engineers be behind the scenes. But we ain't tripping, though. And you know. now you and Suge have juxtaposed. <laughs> exactly. And well, you're you know, out here all up in the audios. 
And he's all up not, in the videos. And I ain't, we ain't tripping. We just hey, let you 2021. know. Twenty twenty one. We we not like Death Row. We letting you shine. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. No ceilings. <laughs> <laughs> Glasses. L O C. My boy Pete. Feel me. Got a uh, Pete brought a player, uh, a special player through the spot. Man. We we started late, but we on time, so we gonna make this motherfucker happen. Glad to be here, man. Um, uh, introduce go yourself, by, brother. Yeah, I go by Q. Um, just here to Q offer a little Q? bit. Of, Q, one letter. Nice. Yep, just real quick. Q, that's solid. Okay, so I was asking Pete, like, right, like, what are we going to do with this podcast? Because I don't think most people understand with no ceilings. And Pete does, but he, like, we never talked about how we're going to do the podcast. Mm. So my focus point was always having conversations, right, um, about pariahs in the yeah. community, you know, in the culture, or things that are very polarizing. Mm. You know, topics that we don't want to talk about. Okay, I feel you. So some of the some of the uh, future shows are, you know, abusive husbands, um, oh, snitches, yep. um, nuns, all of these different ideas and having conversations, just talking to people. It's never really an interview. It's just really conversations. I love it. So I feel like, and I think Pete brought you here because we both are from the hood. Mm -hmm. And I guess our our uh, paths were different. Yeah. Right, how we went about it. It's also like, in knowing it to you guys fairly well, it's, a lot of what drew the interest to me for the conversation was really just the the individual perspective, like your take. And I think in general, like, like, like your specific, like your gang yeah. is, is it, a little anal, anomalous to like compare it to a lot in LA and that you're pretty small and you all seem to pretty like have a, like a money making machine. There's a lot of people seems like are just kind of there hanging out. Well, I mean, so the thing about gangs is they um everybody's gangs come together differently. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um so the concept that my gang is more of an anomaly or my homies is not, right? Um I guess we are to be a seven street nigga, you do at, at a time you had to be a part of the economic system. You had to get some money. You couldn't be a broke nigga from the hood. That was just like a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't do that. Um, like you closer, talked about like South Sides culturally being really about their yeah, bread. South Sides maybe Condor Crest was super yeah. culturally. So comparatively, that must mean that relative to some other crews that aren't so much, they have other agendas or other priorities maybe. Well, I mean, I think that's in the hood period, right? Um, Everybody don't know how to monetize their territory. Mm. You know, it, it still requires a business mind to monetize your territory. Um, some of my older homies, I think they could run Fortune 500 businesses. They like monsters when it comes to marketing, mm-hmm. business, and the understanding. So it just depends on which part of the hood you at. Like, um, so like my neighborhood is a certain way because poverty was super, super dense. Like, right, it, people was poor. You yeah. know, not quite project you know, level of poverty, right, where they kind of stick everybody right next to each other. But, again, like, in, in, in my in my section, you could buy a house for $40,000 all the way probably up into 1998, right. 99. Yeah. So 
comparatively, like, to six O's, like, if you go to the Avs, like, um, like in that part of their hood, right, where you write, um, where I took you, King, where Boys in the Hood was at, if you, um, if you own Van Ness or Arlington, whichever mm-hmm. way you want to call it, yeah, that same street, if you, a couple, you know, you, you, uh, that would be south of Florence, you know what I mean, south of Florence, excuse mm-hmm. me, south of Slauson, okay, south of Slauson, between High Park and Slauson, yep, right, uh, Behind the shopping center and Van Ness, that little section, yeah. that's where they shot Boys in the Hood. Those houses are over by more Peppers. <laughs> peppers, yeah, by Peppers, yeah, the Jamaica exactly. spot. Shout yeah. out to Peppers. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> if you in that section, I think houses in 99, 98, 97 were 120, 140,000. Yeah, I could see so, that. So yeah. again, where the poorest people at, that's also where the hustle is, too. That's a big hustling thing. P- poor people also is crackheads, is people smoking crack. You know, right, it's right. it's a different level of economic opportunity available mm-hmm. just right there for you to take advantage of. Versus if you go on the west side, the further you start going west, it ain't as many crackheads because it's like it ain't really for poor people. Right, you right, get over right, there. right. Yeah, that's why you don't really hear a lot of stories of super wealthy, you know, west side drug dealers, like. Not the further you start getting west, it's not a ton of them because the poverty is different once you start passing Normandy. For right? sure. In the hood, right? You got to kind of be on the east side of the 110. That's where, you know, in Los Angeles, you know, Hoover's, once you get to where the Hoover's is, you start coming into poverty. But the further you go east, you come to Watts, you know, you Linwood, you know, all like Compton, it's a different type of poverty. So the opportunities is more available. That's what, you know, People on crack and, and poor people, you know, tended to live. So yeah. I think I get the concept. So my hood is more of an anomaly in theory because it's small. But I think on the east side, that's most gangs. And, well, that's tr- for sure. That's true. Yeah. It doesn't. And it's different in L.A. Like, And I don't know Oakland anymore. Like, I lived up there in the early 2000s. Yeah. And there wasn't like you have down here, like generational type of like entities so to speak you know mm-hmm. it was like six seven guys that knew each other they were out doing their thing and they might have given themselves a little bit of a name to their crew but it wasn't like other people were trying to join over the course of years and years and years i mean like the only names of like outfits i even remember from up there would be like acorn assassins which i don't even think was like representative of all of acorns it might have been so that acorn shit and uh that's in the movie because uh the movie with queen latif and that's a real that's a real project yeah that's a real project that, that was like one of the oh, first wow. new projects because right around the corner from there on mandela's like what looks like what you'd see in watts like the older square sure beat up like that acorns is on like i don't know adeline seventh it's like a it's a much nicer looking facility business projects. So to that point, I think again, it depends on which hood you at, right? Mm-hmm. So it depends on the hood itself. The hood is kind of the opportunity. I, I don't know if it's as, I don't know if it was ever as many smokers that lived in, you know, a trade mm-hmm. as smokers that lived in Watts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're looking at the dynamics of, you know, the set or the gang you're looking at, again, how that person runs his business. And like you said, like some folks could go out and run a Fortune 500 company 
um, some folks diversify, you know, so crack again is going to be a cheap drug. It's how you can like easily exchange money. You're going to have a lot of transactions. You're going to be able to stack your money up in a, in a quick way. And you look at some of the other gangs that are running around, even to this day now, human trafficking, you know. Sure, they find like, some way to find hustle. It, they yeah. go find a way to get their hustle and get their money up, right? Let me ask you a question, hmm. Pete. How many crackheads do you remember in Orange County? Like real Not in my heads. part of Orange County. Basket pushing crackheads. Not in my part of Orange County, but like there's... But sure. even in that, general in Orange County, it's not happening like it's, that. Like even if you go down there now, right, you're gonna yeah. see some of that stuff down in Fortin. You'll see some of that stuff maybe. In there's Anaheim, a lot of there's a lot Santa of meth Anna. heads in that. You'll see all that Stanton, situation. But Santa you have Anna a lot of meth that comes in there. But yeah. it's still it's not, not really crack. It's, it's, not, it's been methy. Right. Okay. Right. So like, mm-hmm. but I'm saying so, prime crack. Right. When it was street sales, mm-hmm. like you don't remember a ton of 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 crackheads in HB or or, or Newport Beach. Nah, that was that's that's powder country. Okay, so <laughs> right, so that's so yeah, right. In 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 the Bay, yeah. in yeah. EPA and Palo Alto, mm. do you remember? Uh, crack oh, crack heads? was big, yeah, yeah, it was big, yeah, yeah. In East Palo Alto, yeah. Do you did you ever sell crack? Nope, I never did. I actually, I never actually got into the game at all, which was you know crazy because it was around me. You know, it was in my neighborhood, it was in my family. Um, but just like you said, in regards to those folks that could run Fortune 500 companies, I just looked at the money exchange and I said, I could do the same thing. I could make that same money or more without the risk, yeah. you know? And I, and I try to talk to people a lot in regards to those that may want to get into the game or they're flirting with the game. And, and we talk about like, hey, what's, what's the reason for this gang that you want to jump into, right? Is it for to figure out a way to bring level up your money, you know, to bring resources to your community. Can you do those same things in a more effective way that takes the risk away? And so that's kind of what I look at. What was weird is, so like when you was comparing like gangs or, or, or neighborhoods in the Bay area Mm. and and hoods in Los Angeles, it's always a belief that it's this difference, right? Because LA has Crips and Bloods, but, the Bay Area has the same gangs, right? Yeah. Even if they don't have a title, whether or not they identify themselves under a banner or, you know, a mm-hmm. color to associate their, you know, affiliation, they still have the same gangs. These guys, right, in this hood grew up together and they together, and those guys grew up in that hood and they together. And the clash comes into this fight of, you know, most of the time it's a resource issue mm-hmm. or a pride issue. We talked about this, right? Yeah, in yeah. the hood, pride is like the, the 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 most valuable stock. Yeah. the 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 way, like, to me, and I wasn't really like that shoulder to shoulder with a lot of people in Oakland at that time, but enough. And I kind of get the sense, like, I don't know when, like, it probably would be like the when you say like in L.A. Really, like the mid to late seventies where lines really kind of started getting drawn and names were really kind of put on to certain areas. But it would, where, where, where it was kind of like in that generation one, an organic establishment of who's where, so to speak, by name. It seemed more so like it was always generation one up there all the time well, like you well, might have still lived there but the older guys 
were the older guys. Well, well, I mean, I think the hoods in L.A. are definitely branded. L.A. in general is branded really well compared to the rest of the country. But, yeah. I mean, that's a, 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 a talk into, like, the community, right? Sure. We're, in, we're in Hollywood. We're in the mm-hmm. media mecca. You know, and branding it, it's across the board. So it it doesn't just hit within the gangs, it hits across every every Hands aspect, yeah. right? Yeah. The only other the gangs, comp to right? me is like Chicago, where like you know for sure there's like you know, some big factions that are And some of that has to do with history, some of that has to do with the amount mm-hmm. of years that they were able to be established before you came over to LA, because LA is kind of a younger city in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of gang culture and just in terms of people, period. But yeah, but the reason, uh, and I agree with you. That's part of the reason that the brand of what's happening here in its kind of simplest explanation became big because it is the home of all yeah. you know Hollywood media and films. Yeah, yep. I mean, for sure. So, but also, I mean, just being a hood nigga in L.A., there is a co- like it's a costume. Yeah, there's a co- it's a uniform to be a hood nigga in L.A. Whether you want to wear it or not. You can go somewhere and everybody going to know you from a hood in L.A. Mm-hmm. It don't matter which one you from. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a whole uniform completely. Right. You you know, whether that's you could be a L.A. nigga or a Southern California nigga for Halloween. It's easy. Yeah. And it don't matter where you at around the rest of the world. You know I mean, they'll be like, oh, that's that West Coast, Southern California shit. Yeah. And up top. Right. When you go to the Bay, it's not like that. There's no uniform, right? Mm. You, the average Bay Area person, if you if you talk about somebody from the hood, you don't really pick it up until they talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You if you know the movements, certain things, if they flamboyant, you could tell. But just you, there's no uniform. There was a way, and it's smaller. But like, yeah, I'm going up there. I'm like, well, there's distinctly a way that Bay Area people dressed. You know, yeah, but, it was... but I but I think it's not exclusive to Bay Area. That's the thing. Like, what's what's the most Bay Area article? What's the what's the most Bay Area article in the hood you could wear? That okay, that's some Bay shit. Yeah, I mean, nothing's gonna be nothing's gonna be exclusive to the Bay, man, because they just kind of period. Rock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that that white tee is and it is changes anywhere. Yeah, to me, what stood out at the time was those fucking jackets. The, the those, big bummer those, 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 those are all North Face. No, the, the the puffy jackets like those. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, but oh, those that's, those, yeah. those came out from ba- B more. That's the Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore, and all those guys. Chicago, Chicago, yeah. New York, all those guys. So like, I don't in the Bay. I don't know if there's anything that stands out to, to and me. Those, and those like I don't think people still wear them anymore. Nah. Like, but again, LA, I mean, yeah. you knew who they were at that time in that moment because yeah. they yeah. had that on. Well, yeah. because there, right? Yeah, yeah. But you couldn't take that sign uniform from that hood to any other hood in California and they would I excuse me to any other hood outside of California and they'd be able to identify like okay this person is from a bay area hood right yeah. um the culture is not exclusive fashion wise mm-hmm. the culture is exclusive language and lingo wise mm-hmm. where you listen mm-hmm. to a a bay area a nigga from the bay area hood talk you're going to know right off the rip he's from the bay yeah he talking, he from the hood, you're going to be like, okay, he from the Bay. Um, sure. Cars, that's a Bay Area thing. They have a certain style about how they style cars, and the mm-hmm. cars that they choose are very much of representative of Bay Area hoods. Um, 
And he might be right. I, again, I don't think it's just a lack of exposure, right? I, I think um, the easiest part of branding, right, is is the outfitting of something. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 paint job. Mm-hmm. For me, that that's the easiest outfitting. I mean, of a brand, right? So, to be a hood nigga in LA, everybody, you could take that outfit to anywhere around the world, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, he must be from." LA mm-hmm. yeah from the west so again these are all great business moves right right, right. you know that's 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 from the hoods of Los Angeles so even in his particular situation like what you're saying like he might be somebody that went a different direction everybody's going the same direction right everybody is you know it, the product is irrelevant mm-hmm. the product yeah. just seems to get way more credit than it deserves like Everybody can't just sell rocks in the hood. Right. You really, like I was talking to my barber. He asked me a question. It sounded crazy as hell. I almost went to calling racist and shit. But he was like, he said, gee, like, I done hooked up a lot of people with birds and shit. Like, I got people hooked up through my peoples, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the times brothers burn them. And I was telling him to get a, a kilo of dope is like trying to ask the average America to open up their own business. Like right. you setting them up to open a business. Mm-hmm. You think that business going to be opened up 12 months? Mm-hmm. No. You think every dollar coming in, they know how to save it and make sure they budget for the month to pay rent? Wait, no. he was giving them out front? Yeah. So Oof. he knew somebody that needed a, a, a street dealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he knew the street dealers that needed to connect. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the problem is the the the, the misunderstanding but about the But the buyers the hood, weren't walking out with the full purchase price and doing the transaction. No, hell no. You mean the, the sellers? No, the buyer, the one who would show no, up the, with the, the cash. No, the buyer, it was no cash to transact. That's, my, was, that's my question. He was giving So it. he got they he got burned funny. waiting for the re, the cash to come back. Not yeah, they, the seller. Not it, not it happened like they got robbed or something like that. No, no. It was you. literally just, you know, the deal, the transaction didn't work yeah, out. They, they but, got foreclosed. <laughs> Well, I think it's a confusion <laughs> that, that people want to steal. And it's like, yeah. no, they don't know, know how, how to, to run, run this business. business. Yeah. Like, bro, to have a fucking bird of dope, you know, a thousand grams, 36 ounces. Mm-hmm. Lord knows if you took that shit and somebody, you know, rocked it up, that shit is 56. Bro, you actually need to have a location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you cannot be driving... That mm-hmm. shit to where you think you selling that every right, day. You right. risk your chances. You need to open up a location, which means you need to be able to put the house in somebody's name. Mm-hmm. You got to put the bills in somebody's name. You still got to go out and market it. You got to promote it. You got to advertise it. You got to get publicity. Smokers got to talk about your shit. You got to give free rocks away for other smokers to talk about mm-hmm. your shit. It, you have to run a business. The average person who might in the hood who might get front of the bird, feel me? He's going to go to somebody else who sells dope mm-hmm. and be like, man, you know, get this off of me. So it's like, yeah. imagine if we gave the average American person, right, a business. Here's a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Bro, they're going to lose that motherfucker in a year. There's no chance. Because, again, if you don't know the, the discipline and sacrifices it takes to run a business, feel me, you're not going to be successful. The people who I knew were selling dope and good at it, they could run any business. The only difference in the hood, you're just educated about dope more than other things. Mm. You got to understand, like, 
particularly that 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 my hood right that you was talking about like they're talking about making pcp pcp is a really different process like i had ap chemistry in high school and they a green yard reaction is like a a, a, a experiment that you get in the, in the class and it's not more than it's like five teachers to 10 students. That's right. how dangerous it is. Right. And you yeah. got a bunch of niggas who ain't educated past the fifth grade level trying to do a green yard reaction to make some fucking PCP. So that's why houses is blowing up. That's why niggas is dying. They're not educated on what's going on. So it's easy. Like the information about, you know, selling dope is easily in at that time more available right. on how. Right. Like, it's more people in the hood, right, that can teach you how to rock up a bird. Mm. You know, they can explain yeah. to you, teach it to you. You can get educated on mm-hmm. that. Who the fuck can they go talk to about opening a McDonald's? That person was not living where we was living. They not going to live. If you own a McDonald's in the Kenneth Hahn Shopping Center, right there where we at, mm-hmm. you for sure ain't finna live in no house that costs $50,000 around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I think Pete like I I be like I said I noticed we always talk and you somebody to me that has vested interest in it you've had experience in it but I think there's an underlining unbelief disbelief and it's not just you it's head you know DJ head homie Silas it's a couple people that had to have this belief like they don't believe exactly as advertised like it's like no nah, I got to be it can't be that it's like yeah it's that it's specifically that. The education or what you're exposed to is easy right here. And when you, again, like we talked about, right, uh, that safe mode, survival mode, mm. it's what you see in front of you yep. as success. And I, I think, like, just to kind of piggyback off of that, because I, I do agree with you in terms of sometimes you see people walking down to the product of their environment, what's being brought to them what's available to them, what's being taught to them and so on and so forth. And so it's so much easier for you to just jump into that path, right? At least for, you know, young black men in the hood or young men in the hood, you know, that are going through it to see if this might be something that lets them go to the next level. But as I went through my path and I went a different route, I went a different journey. I saw those same things, right? I would sit in the house I would see the deals taking place. I would see the women come through in and out and so on and so forth at different spots. You know what I mean? So I saw the prostitution. I saw the drugs. I saw the money being exchanged. I, I saw it all. I, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Did you see something? Did you know something exists past it? I, I knew that the one who was leading was making money. But I also saw that the ones who were a part of it that weren't leading weren't doing what I thought would be impressive for my life. Well, what I'm saying, I'm saying, because I'm saying it's important to establish, you know, why some people don't take the path. Okay, say it again. That was kind of what I was trying to say question this episode. Did you believe there was something more? To the business or beyond life, beyond that? Life beyond that. Yeah, way, way more. Yeah. And and And, this... And that's, and that's, and that's, not necessarily because it was necess- it was taught shown to me, to shown yeah, to me, right? Yeah. But you knew it existed. But I but I had a curiosity sure. about it. And and in general, for me, I'm in a situation where somebody tells me something, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be skeptical about it off rip. And then I'm gonna do my research and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz the person as well. I'm gonna try to 
inquire about the situation. So every time I would jump into any situation, but especially when I was young, when I would jump into these situations, I would just observe to so, try to peep the this, situation. Go ahead. And this, and, and I don't want to cut you, but yeah. I'm connecting to something me and Pete yeah. talk about. Yeah. That's IQ. That's intellect. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. That inquisitive mind and the belief. Like, I, I like to refer to intellect, it sounds crazy, as vision, right? right. Where you can see beyond what's in front of you. Because right. I'm privileged of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just also realized that I was going to be good at this. Right. I didn't worry that it could be more. Like, I had plans to go to college and be a pharmacist, a real pharmacist and open a pharmacy. But the economics of what was going on was literally just, I didn't have a moral compass. Right. To be like, this is wrong. Because I thought people were making the choice. Um, also, I just wasn't scared of jail. My mom, what's weird is, right, this yeah. affects me. My mom went to jail right. growing up a couple times. So yeah. I just didn't have a fear of jail. That yeah. was never a thought. Like, oh, jail is the worst thing. You know, it's like, interesting because my dad was in prison for almost all my life, right? Yeah. And, so and that can make you be like, I don't never want to yeah, go there. Yeah, you know, so it's like, it's, it, it kind of depends. But but yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with you. There, and I think that, well, like, did that impact, did, did you consider that? Did you, like, what impact did that have on, on your perspective of risk, let's say, or your perspective of consequences? Well, I mean, I understood that the consequence of my dad being in prison meant that we did not have a relationship with each other in the way that I would have wanted to, right? You understood that as a kid? I, yeah, I mean, I talked to him on the phone, you know, when they would have those collect calls and so on and so forth, right? I would get these letters, right? I would be sad, I'd be remorsed that I wasn't able to see my dad. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if I fully understood it, but I understood what it, it meant it. to feel yeah. the strain of not having a father right there. But in some sense, you know I mean? did it work as a as a like for him? It, it it did not work as a turn. It it calloused the the fear. It gave did me it? understanding, okay. right? And I think that for me, in regards to how I made my choice and decision, it wasn't just one thing that made me make a decision to go. You know what? I'm gonna pursue it this way as opposed to jumping into this, that, and the other. Because everything is enticing when you're young in yeah. this situation, right? Sure. You're seeing all these cute girls walking by, right? And you're like, I could get that too, and. I could have that quick cash there too, and I could do all this, that, and the other. But I wanted to be an—I wanted to be an owner. I wanted to be a creator. I wanted to be the one at the top. Mm-hmm. So whether it was going to be in that game or in a different game, I wanted to make sure that whatever I did, I was at the to top see. of it. Same so thing. I needed to—I uh, needed to take in as much information as I could and analyze yeah. my risks and, that's and my situation in order to. To, to jump forward, go ahead. You know, I was gonna ask you, like how short was the navigational path for you just in that regard to, to go for, cause you said you started off getting paid to yell if the cops were coming, right? No, I first got paid, I got paid to watch us. So my OG homie would chop up the rocks yep. uh-huh. and sit them on the tray and I would be able to do my homework and just make sure nobody took more than their allotted share Oh, okay. And he would pay me $50 for that. So it might take him an hour to do what he had to do. He might have chopped up every bit of a quarter piece or a half ounce. Yep. And I would just make sure people paid their proper share. And when he come back, he'd get the money, count it, and he'd give me 50 to $75 for that. Gotcha. That's my first gotcha. introduction gotcha. to it. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Puff, uh, Puff. We, we call you Puff because that's what Suge would have called you. We <laughs> all do videos. Oh, King, we oh, call it King. King, new name is Puffy. King, man, they own you, you got bro. A guy, uh, they we call him Puff and he got a giant Puff. cannabis logo on his hat. I thought <laughs> Look, it was for Puff. the smoke. Hey, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Look, Puff, how did you remember the first time you was enticed to, to 
in the hood to hustle? Uh, well, my parents, my family. Like, I come from a family that was hustling since I was a little kid. So it was culturally like Yeah, that's what you all did. they did. Like, I would watch them as a kid. I'd go into the bathroom when somebody come out and blood be all in the toilets because they were shooting up. You know, yeah, Washington, man. This is what I seen. And then, you know, I had people that was family members that was strip and, you know, prostitute. And my so uncle it was, was it a was black normalized. panther. Yeah, it, it was, was normalized. If you didn't get in the game, then, like, I remember when I was young, I had a phone bill at the age of three because my parents would put phone in bills name. in your name when mm -hmm. I was young. Yeah. Because you That's didn't show no eyes. So the hustling was always put into me from a very young age where when I got old enough, I was putting phone bill in kids' names too. So Did yeah. you ever get mad at your parents and cut off their phone privileges? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I would hey, if I would have been that, off by it had been did. off by then. <laughs> by the time he was eighteen, it'd have been off. I no, I meant dead. when he was five. <laughs> like hey, go to your room. Dead. Oh yeah? You're not calling shit. <laughs> hey, kids do that now. <laughs> Tell parents, no, we ain't doing um, it. Cut everything off. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is really interesting, that 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 product of our environment, right? We're raised what we see, what we take in. It it, it bleeds out, you know? And, 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 and again, yeah. right to add to that point, now, yeah. like I said, like, I apologize. I just no, want to build off that you point because you, you stimulate certain things. To build off that specific point, that's where intellect comes into play because it gives you vision past what everybody's talking about. Because mm -hmm. I'm a naturally inquisitive person. Mm -hmm. Even within the culture, I'm asking my homeboys, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing that? Why are we going to war over this? Why are we Crips? Why is I would ask a million questions and niggas would get offended. My dad used to talk shit. He'd be like, man, you ask a million questions. <laughs> and But that was, nobody taught me to ask questions. Mm -hmm. The average person either don't have the mind to ask questions or are in fear to ask questions. Mm -hmm. So I had to fight to ask questions. Right, right. Like when my dad, it became like I could annoy him, but so I had to take the risk of him being annoyed of me asking questions, you know, to learn, you know, and that's tough because I it could make it paint him out like he's not a good father or something. And it's not, it's just he come from a different era of you don't ask oh, a lot of yeah. questions. Yeah. Like my, no, my, my, my dad was like same my way. grandfather. Like it was yeah. a strain. To so and my and my pops are seventy four. So <laughs> like he is on that level, but I still ask him a million questions anyway. You just ain't gonna like it. Same way. And in the hood, it's different, right? With the homies, the older homies, they definitely didn't want to be questioned. Mm -hmm. So you know, you start getting you start getting in fights because you asking questions. Then you start winning the fights, and now niggas got to really answer the question. And that's when you start realizing that some of the answers are not. You know, I don't want to say it's they were passed down the same information. Right. They don't necessarily understand yeah, right. why you ask some, some of these they things happen. They have they a, never asked. They have an incomplete book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a it, lot of times you just, we, we walk through this life, you know, in your hood or in the hoods that I grew up with. And we have an incomplete book. Right. We got like five chapters to this thing. And, and, and we and we 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 writing it as we rolling, you know, in a situation. And so. So, yeah, like. A lot of people that I knew that jumped into the the culture and the life, they were they were riding to the wheels fell off, and then the wheels fell off because they didn't know the rest of the book. Well, what's crazy Go is ahead. the average person, yep. right, is on autopilot. Oh, like I've always said right. this, like okay, like you know, on a plane they fly most planes 
autopilot, right? They tap in the destination and the plane knows where to fly. Mm -hmm. And that's how people in the hood come up culturally, right? It's mm -hmm. autopilot. It's like, okay, if, you know, they said this is what you do to get here. This is what it's saying to do. That's universal. It was like that where I grew up. I mean, that's but that's that's the human most experience. Most people are followers, and most people. But just... it, again, I don't want to say followers. I, I believe God, and this is the thing where this is not going to make sense because you don't believe in God. But I believe like God blesses some of us with intellect to lead the people without. Yeah, but those are the few. But I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm saying I agree mm -hmm. with you on this. I'm just saying so how we deal with it. Right. At that level is going to determine who we are as people. Yeah. Them following don't make them anything but who they are. For sure. The problem at, at, with at that us, point now is an exposure of, of infrastructure in some capacity or another as far as outcome goes. Okay. So my situation, I've always flown manually. Right. Even just growing up in the hood, feel me, like niggas Same. is drinking to try to deal with you know, the trauma, the smoking, drugs, to deal with the trauma of all the experiences versus in your community, there is trauma. Like, I don't want to neglect nobody's yeah, trauma, yeah. but it's, it's, it's also it's... fun. Like, I think drugs, where you from, like most white people I know, is recreation. I don't think like, so, because I think most people on drugs from where we... I mean, the... all drugs, though. Huh? I mean, not just the hard ones. I'm talking, I'll say this much. I perceive recreation itself differently where I grew up. So it's like. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic 
and at higher risk get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. It has to do with where, like, it's relative to ceilings and floors, so to speak. So you grow up in a top 1% environment. Well, you're larger than 1% effectively. So you're trying to pack too many people into an outcome that they can't all fit. Sardine can. Bunch of rich people that's mad they ain't as rich as the next person. So different kind of pressure. Because pressure is pressure. And that's among the Mm -hmm. adults, though. You know, so for the kids, it's like, well, the parents all like right. say went to Harvard from all over the country and moved to that location. Oh. So not everybody in that location's it's kids can to go, go to Harvard. Harvard. So the pressure is to be in the top 99.6 of 100 people. So it's like your wow. capacity to survive the anxiety of slipping just a fraction of a percentile and outcome is perceived as catastrophic by your family and your peers. So when most people where I grew up go out to go do what they call recreational shit on the weekends, it's, it's just to, to fucking get away from that goddamn pressure, pressure cooker. Ain't that fucking crazy? Yeah, that and crazy. that's why people and, and, go and do yeah, crazy ass right hard though. drugs. Like, when right I grew up, it's scary that it is scary <laughs> that it's a real truth. Yeah. Like Somebody from right there. Yeah. from from the hood could look at that and be like, oh, that's and it's like, no, but that don't change that. That's pressure beyond to somebody else. Yeah, like they frustrated. Like they got I, into UCLA and we like, hey, UCLA, nigga, nobody. But you like a failure. Yeah, no, <laughs> you a failure. Right? They walk into the house. They're in tears. They like, your, I can't believe. They ask your kid, did your kids get to college? No, he didn't even make. We just go trust him with the bid. They don't even want to tell <laughs> right. nobody you got in UCLA. Dude, like I'm telling, like when I was in the so 11th getting grade, getting to UCLA is, a, is like. No, getting to UCLA is cool. But like here's like what it mo- what it more so is is like. The biggest anxiety record where I grew up is, is the academic progress reports coming out in the mail. And they usually come out one to two days. <laughs> this is real shit. When I was in 11th, like if you're in 11th grade and I mean, you went out of your area to go to school, but you probably would pull to what, Jordan or Locke? Sure. Uh, Jordan? Okay. So. Me, I went to Paramount. I know you went to Paramount, but that's not that's where you, yeah, that's a transfer yeah, yeah, paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if you're, like I would be in like AP US history in the 11th grade, for example. Sure. If I showed up with a C plus in that class, I'll be scared to death. I'm like, this is going to be like, I'm going to get butchered if, the, if if my parents intercept that thing that says after six weeks of schooling, I got a C plus in AP history in 11th grade. Well, I think that's, that's fair. A I think that's fair in the hood if your parents are. If your parents are half ass aware, C's in the hood are not. Nobody, that's the thing that is common. Yeah. Nobody's showing off C's either no. place. Mm-hmm. One. No, I'm saying nobody's yeah. showing off C's either place. For sure. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Yeah, and and, and to kind of expound on that, I think that there's a lot that we can take from other cultures and other communities that actually can bring in this wealth building, which what we need in the, in the, in the, you know, the impoverished communities, right? Because yeah. a lot of impoverished communities are in a situation where that some of the deck is already stacked against them in certain ways, sure, right? Sure. And then that aspect is going to be a macro level, multifaceted, many years blood, sweat, and tears in order to like shift some of those structures or systems that are in place, right? But the biggest thing that I think that impoverished communities can do is help educate and present a full picture, right? More of the book, more chapters than what we've done before. And I try to like, I go, <clears throat> I uh, this is probably about 15 years ago, I helped open a church and Watts and the Imperial Courts. Gosh. And then- So uh, from the neighborhood. Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So then I did a garden project of Nickerson Gardens and sure. so on and so forth, right? We did garden, healthy. We did something so simple, right? We did like healthy food concepts, right? So we go to the garden, and I don't know if you know Miss Hooper from Nickerson, but she's- Yeah, man, if, you, if you're from the hood, yeah. you know her, right? So we go, we hang out with Miss Hooper and the kids and so on and so forth. We go to the garden, we figure out where the greens are, you know, the best ones to pick out some of the other vegetables and so on and so forth and we pick them out we get a barbecue pit and we get some <clears throat> some chefs we bring some chefs in and we talk about the healthy concepts we cook the food right there and we grub out every single week and what this did which is like simple you're saying oh you're just having a meal right but no what you're doing was impressing into the community the i the value behind the nutrition that we have sometimes neglected in our in our impoverished communities so you look at impoverished communities nutrition well, is like a huge go ahead no no yeah yeah, I just, yeah, right yeah. There. because think about like right where you at yeah you can't get fresh produce fresh Not produce right that part within 15 to 20 minutes that part man yeah. so right so that's ill that that y'all yeah. did that yeah. sticks my homie sticks tries to do like he does stuff like that too but that's, I was just kidding. Yeah, no, I, and that's, yeah. and that's, the produce it, and is that's, not available. That's it yeah. across the board, right? right? Because, like, there's two fronts that have to be fought in this situation, right? One front's, one front's going to be on a macro situation, multifaceted, many systems, system change are going to happen. Yeah. The other front is micro, which happens with us leaders. Sure. Right. That oh, I, I we we uh, we are. There are certain people that already know their leaders. Yeah. Right. And they know that when they come in, they command the room. They command the presence of the community, and they get the buy-in from the community, even if you weren't even from that community originally. Hands down. Right. Yeah. And so what what you do with that is you know an opportunity to 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 make a clearer picture for folks, and then they start to jump into these other opportunities where they're like, oh yeah, I can I can see myself going beyond it's, where I'm at. It's a lack of. Yeah exposure yeah and and it's tough because right because i agree with you yeah. I, I i feel like and this is something me and Pete talk about consistently i've talked to king yeah it's not on them no it's because on they, the elite it's on it's, yeah, it's on, on the, the elite leaders and the olders yeah, the older the people elders, in the because they leaders yep. too so Heck yeah again and a lot of that like i was thinking about this the other day like as far as not to like dog leg onto like a political thing but i like people to understand how to follow money you know like yeah. you have to be able to follow money to understand what's happening where you live well you gotta have some no i'm not even talking about your money sure sure, sure. i'm talking about the money that exists o over you well yeah. you gotta have some I, I know that sound crazy 
Um, it's it not for glasses. You yeah, can tell yeah. me. You could tell me a thousand things, and I'm gonna be like, "Damn, Pete, I, you could put me on game." But that's your personal finance. Well, it's not. It's not just that, right? It's not just even watching mine. You could tell me about something else, and I will watch it. That don't have nothing to do. with Yeah, it. you'll watch it, but you understand how to watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, but 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 I, I hear you saying you saying you gotta have some, and I, one thing that I would for challenge, the average person, yeah. yeah, for the average person, you gotta have some. But yeah. one thing I challenge us to do is we gotta have our minds have the ability to know how to get that because we teach people how to get money a lot of times in impoverished communities, and sometimes we teach them the ill ways to get it or the ways that will have more risk. I should say, right? Sure. Yeah. But we're we're doing we're telling them something right either it's through the music videos through og that's down the street right through a cousin or this that and the other you're finding little ways to hustle everyone's finding ways to hustle sure, hustle is like yeah. you know second oldest thing since you know in yeah. in the world that we do right yeah. but if you teach people to hustle and flow in a way that creates less risk that's not going to necessarily leave you behind bars are six feet under and so on and so forth, then it starts to give them that next option, right? Because mm-hmm. when I was young, again, I wanted to be an owner. And <clears throat> I flipped. <laughs> I didn't I didn't flip crack, right? But I flipped candy. <laughs> right? I would go to the store, I go to, you know, pick up candy, let's say I would get it for four for a dollar, right? Then I would go to my school, which sold it for you know a dollar a piece and I cut the market and I sold it for 50 cents a piece. Right. So I made, you know, I made for each piece. I made, you know, double my money. Right. And all it was, all I was doing was, all right, I saw a market, I saw opportunity, I saw people and I went in and I came, I came in underneath what they were offering and that's how I stacked my chips. But but to even see that. And I don't, and and I think that older man, I think that older man, well, we they, know how to do this. Well, I don't think they see it. No, so, yeah. yeah, once a certain... Once you old, get older, yeah. yeah but yeah. but again, now it's like those opportunities still aren't there. Yeah. Until, well, we, like, until we bring... Part of... There's two we aspects. Opportunities there. We got to bring them there, yeah, right? I agree. We got... Like, we was listening to that... Uh, that video that was talking about the fact that, hey, man, why don't... Why are we not stacking chips and running businesses in our own communities right like that's that's huge right oh the older people in the community we have to gather around and say can we find ways to keep resources in here improve them and teach the others right because it's kind of like no holes bar out there sometimes man i feel like everyone's like fighting for themselves and if you look at a different culture type and you look at a different community type whether poverty or unpoverished, they're sticking together well, th- and as a village. Well, I think I think also it depends. Like like even if we compare it to the struggle of of you know our Mexican brothers. Yeah, they come from a whole. Yeah, the way the way we visualize struggling to them. Yeah, it ain't no struggle. <laughs> but they like, stick together. Well, because yeah. I think because they don't stay together in Mexico. But here they do. Is what you're saying? Because this is not. Once you make that trip, yeah, you know you take them fucking yeah. what is that two three hundred fucking miles, yeah, yeah, four hundred miles. Yeah. Your commitment is different. I, I feel you. If you if you travel from you know Michoacan or or Sinaloa mm-hmm. from there to here, your commitment to success. 99.9 percent of the times is completely different than somebody who just wakes up here. Right. Yeah. 
Like if you come from TJ and you start illegally crossing borders, risking your kids' freedom, your commitment to a better life is completely unique because if you go there, they got the same problems. Motherfuckers getting gunned down over different shit. Mm -hmm. It's different crews trying to get money. It's cartels. It's a thousand things Mm -hmm. happening, right? Where people are having issues and they're dealing with them primitively. But the ones that we get that's here, right? That's coming back to take back this land that was theirs. Bro, that's a different, like, that's that's like if somebody... You know, decided I'm going to go get a job and the jobs are in Detroit. They opened up the factories, the GM factories mm-hmm. and the Ford factories back in Detroit now. And they all yeah. booming. If you moved your shit from L.A. to Detroit, you better believe you're going to make sure your that commitment you, yeah, you're is different. I agree. For sure. So yeah, I think sure. to compare it at times is almost a disservice in the hood because mm-hmm. all I experienced like that hood. Like if you've been to TJ, Watts is like. Beverly Hills. That's disrespectful, mm-hmm. but it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when you see some of the spots yeah. that people live in, yeah, this shit could, with no roofs. You could go like Google's street image, like almost anywhere on the earth, like like where you can look at what it looks like from the middle of the street there. And to be honest, when you really think about most ghettos around America, the way they look, L.A. ghetto just don't have that same significant down look Mm. real nice it's like nice like if when i take people to compton they be like this is compton it's like yeah and they be like oh man this is cool now though right but if i send you into the liquor store at the miracle market (laughs) we got a different thing might get shot yeah you got a different thing don't matter that it's a meat market there don't matter that this is across the street from the richland farm area feel me and there's a louisiana chicken there's an airport across the street if you walk in that fucking store yeah there's a decent chance you may be shot. Yeah. So I guess the point I'm saying when we're talking about the hood is I don't, I don't, and, and this is where Pete, I think me and a lot of people disagree. I think we have to teach, right? That's our job, like this brother said, like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. We have to teach because it's going to reach, if it reached one out of 100, it was worth it because yeah. you just teaching. Yep. But if we want to help 90 out of the 100, it's going to be on its elite leaders to mm-hmm. bring the opportunities there. That's what I was saying when I say follow the money. Like I'm not oh, I know, talking I know about what you meant. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about personal finance. I'm saying like the there isn't a lot of resources it like on an individual basis to be able to really like I mean you can advocate but you can't lobby, you know, politically. So when there is a, a, a block of allotment of capital that goes to three middle schools in Watts or whatever the hell it is, people in that neighborhood need to be really, really dialed in on where the fuck the money's going because Absolutely. it never gets there. Absolutely. It never yeah, but, gets but, there. But the, to tell a bunch of people who already believe the system is against them, mm-hmm. that they're being deprived of money that should be going to them, they'll be like, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For so, sure. So I'm watching the money, right? I'm understanding why it was important to separate Watts from Willowbrook mm-hmm. or Rancho Dominguez from Compton. Mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to why on Alameda, what's going on. I've always paid attention. Before I even understood 
anything about mm. economics, I always thought that was strange. When you in the hood of Compton or you in the hood of Watts and you look down Alameda, there's all these warehouses. Right. Yet nobody can get a job that has a, a, a livable wage. Mm-hmm. I always noticed that before anyone, nobody ever explained that that was a problem. Yep. I knew it was a problem. Sure. I was like, that's weird. Like, And then you start learning about how they build urban communities and they build them to live, work, and play and yep. everything within walking distance. And you're like, oh, so when y'all built this, y'all knew you were building these houses, you know, based off of these businesses. That's why you do it. Like Hershey, right? Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, John Hershey, right? Uh, I think that's his name, right? Yeah. Yep. He created the factories in Pennsylvania. In Hershey, in the center, they call yep. it Hershey. Yep. And then he built houses where you could live here while you work here. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand it. But imagine those people that live in Hershey, Pennsylvania, that was working there. You get all of those people out of the Hershey, Pennsylvania factories, and now people from, let's say, Philadelphia, which I don't think that's even close. But let's yeah. say from Philadelphia, right? They're driving now and they're working at the factory. What happens to the town that's Hershey, yeah. Pennsylvania, when yeah. there's no gigs close? No, for sure. Yeah. I think that yeah. a lot of the issue is with that is, A, I mean, you got people who work for 40 freaking years and they move. And B, if there was an effort to say, all right, well, this is going to pull people from these four high schools, so we're going to throw a bunch of money together so that we can have these people adequately trained to walk right out of high school into these jobs and have something on paper that says that they're ready to rock and roll today problem is with a lot of those high schools is the 10 million dollars buys one drill and elevates everybody's retirement pension (sighs) and that's just a fact well again that still speaks to the corruptness of the elite of course because if it's it's people in the educational system of compton high school or compton school district and 10 million dollars is disappearing yeah. And Compton, to me, I think that's partial because because then that would speak of a place that doesn't have systemic oppression. That would speak on we're doing the right thing and you're not doing the right thing with the economics. And I don't think it's as simple as that. I do think there are some cases where that's happening, but I don't think that's the consistent consensus of what's happening. I do think generally they're doing things to make sure the money doesn't get there. And and that would be the yeah, thing to do. That, now, why yes. is a different question? I think it's a few things. I mean, it, it's a complicated question. I mean, Compton's a lot different than L.A. Just, uh, I mean, Centennial versus Locke. Fuck, are they on the same street? No, they're on the same street, but they're you can walk from one to the other. Sure. Um, one of them's LAUSD, which is the largest school district in America. Yeah. And the other one... It's a city of 90,000 people. I mean, like, it's its own school district. You know the mayor. You know the city council. It's small. It's easy to get watered down if you're in an L.A. school because you're part of such a giant thing. Yeah, but I still think the elite-level schools in Los Angeles Unified School District benefit a certain way. And again, Pete, my belief, and this is my problem, this is my issue, mm. I don't believe it's on America to take care of us. I don't believe that. And that could be like a very conservative way of thought. You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. it's on every citizen. But I also That's feel why I like appreciate it. 
Well, this is yeah, it's right <laughs> up your alley. But this is the socialist belief in me mm-hmm. that it's on the community itself to care for said community. Yeah. Well, this is just a way I'm saying that the community can care for itself yeah. by managing its appropriations of capital a little bit more, like. I mean, it's Direction. interesting that you say this. I'm not saying Black Panthers back all over again, but yeah. I mean the Black Panthers. I mean that's what they. That's a portion of what they did, mm-hmm. right? The 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 old school gang community and culture. That was a aspect of what happened. Yeah. Is they took in the community and all of its concerns and needs and tried to bring a coalition around to help improve and shift and change certain things within the community, right? So if you're talking about, I think they were the a money's... little bit of a victim of their own bad branding. How, well, no, no. Uh, it's not necessarily <laughs> their own bad branding. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. It's been a a shift of their direction in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? But but in in terms of in terms of things that we could do within our own community, whether it be through a coalition of a group, i.e., a Black Panther or a gang or just a coalition of a community, right, would be to buy the things in the actual community that we live in and own them businesses i don't care if it's a grocery store i don't care if it's a franchise of a mcdonald's buy them keep them pass them down and a lot of times you see those that get the money and the wealth they're out they're gone and the Mm -hmm. people who own they own the community the people who own the businesses own the community and we think that we own the community because we live in it and we rep it. And because if someone comes on our block, we'll smoke them if we don't want them. Well, I, I don't right? think I don't I don't. Again, I don't think it's as simple as that. I do agree with you with the yep. first part. Yep. I agree with the fact that the people who own the businesses own the community. Yeah. But I don't I don't think we like we want to just hold the block down. When you have only this, yep. and this is all you have. You protect it vigorously, yeah, because it's all you have. Yeah. Well, that brings up, and the, I'm a risk taker though, question. right? Because so, you have, so you so not that's worry, a, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, yeah. bro, I mean, I ain't had nothing yeah. when I started, right? Yeah. I had nothing, so you can't, right? Start so from, I can't lose yeah. from not, from food yeah. stamps. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We sure. had to go in yeah. double coupon days. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Walking down trying to find quarters and nickels and dimes just to get a little thrifty's. All right, I ate ice cream. So. That for me and, and a lot of folks in our community, we don't necessarily have anything right. And we have this concept that the thing that kills me the most is we have a concept. It's kind of like we do the Stockholm syndrome with our with the finances that we think we have. Well, we're moneyed up so much, quote unquote, that we don't want to lose it or perceive the thought of losing it. And we don't want to take the risk that's actually more of a healthier risk. So we'll we'll stay on some type of government assistance situation so we can keep that thing flowing in and not get like a legitimate job so we can keep the flow of the that, money get I mean I have people that, if I have people I, that I, think, I rock I think, with that think, say that, right? I, but I think that's a very minute percentage of I'm not disagreeing because I know some people Well, I'm not saying too. just just that, well, right? Well, I'm I, saying the concept. I, well, I think yeah, I think yeah. at the end of the day, right? I, I don't think so as crappy as that sound, right? right? Because I've heard that point, and I know people who think like that. It is a stream of consistent income that's available that For you sure. work your ass off to keep. Now, that is crazy because you, it's off the government, right? But then again, it becomes a thousand different things. I think mm. the issue is when you don't try to get more than that revenue. All right, so, all right, so take the government so, so, out. So I shouldn't have said that, right? Well, take the government well, out. Well, I, also, go, go with your point. Go with right? this point. So because... 
because that's my frustration is like you have a thousand dollars a month but there's a potential earning that you may not be aware of yet what that I, your community can t speak to you on traumatizing right the trauma right. makes you believe you don't reach that's that's because stockholm. if you reach right yep. it's, it's not even just stockholm right um into intellect makes you realize oh i could conquer this anyway Mm -hmm. Like rap, like rap has never whooped my, like rap could be whooping my ass and it ain't never knocked me out. Correct. Like no matter how challenging it's been to do certain things, I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to get it. Yeah. Like my intellect always allows me to be like, oh, I'm going to make this plan. Let me back up. How do I? Mm -hmm. That's not consistent. Like if you keep slapping one person, if they don't have what you have, they'll just stop coming around you. They won't even try to to to, to topple you. Fair. So it, it's, it's, it's tough because... I've heard that point from certain people. They'd be like, gee, man, why would somebody want to stick on the county? And I'm like, because it's the consist it's the most consistent thing in your community that's available that you can see. I mean, and statistically, like I think it's more prevalent you give credit to that human behavioral mindset. Like we you can see kind of like a seismic shift culturally on like a broader, like the whole United States yeah, 350 yeah, right now. So, it's right now with EDD. People <laughs> Well, yeah, you, we're looking you, at you it happen. People outside would rather of the hood. take that than oh, go yeah. get a job. But additionally, just the concept in general of of I don't know where on the bell curve the actual line is, but it is substantial. Some probably majority of people that will choose security over opportunity most of the time. That's a great point. I never. I mean, that's thought Jeff, even, that's how Jeff Bezos gets where he got. Because but I would have yeah. never thought to look yeah. at it like the yeah, county see. check or SSI as a level of security. Heck yeah, it's one of security. the four basic but, needs, yeah. right? But that's like if somebody's yeah. working a gig. My boy Joey yeah. Westside is. I, I'm working with this group. I'm marketing this group called the LA Giants. Okay. And um, like, he's good with the security of his career, right? Mm. It pays him a significant wage to where he can afford his own lifestyle but it bothers him because he worries about how it's going to affect if he wants to propose to his lady take mm. care of his family but so he has this opportunity right where he's this incredible mc that makes great records you know really a bright you know right. guy right. but it's so scary to to stop putting time into the security part and this is the difference in the county this mm. is a gig yep. where he's making yeah money and he's like uh no i don't gotta wrap it up nigga i could this my show i go for three hours why are you trying to make me wrap it up you spoil the shit nigga this shit don't have to end an hour if it's more game to share we sharing the game you, you tired you sleepy <laughs> try to get that buff try to get oh, that relax man. try to get hey, that relax trying to tell you it was 60 60 minutes thank you brother. Uh, so, appreciate so, you, fam. so like joe <laughs> okay we gonna wrap up That's again so, so when y'all ask me why the podcast <laughs> isn't longer than an hour Puff, y'all get on his Instagram. What's King? D what's what's King? Hey, we can only OG fit twenty two tracks on this CD. <laughs> Next, so when y'all asking me, so when y'all asking me why is it brilliant? Uh, excuse me, brilliant idiots. That should be five hours. If you asking me why is it uh, uh, no ceilings longer than an hour, it's fucking Puff fault. So go to his Instagram at OG King DMC and tell him. I want longer than an hour. <laughs> so let me finish this point here. And you can figure out a way to wrap it up, Pete, like we always do. You get a point and Pete will figure out how to wrap it up. I got you. The point I'm saying is he has his career, right? And it's a great gig. He's, he's making good money, right? Mm -hmm. he, he's able to afford his own lifestyle, but he worries that if he wants to, you know, start a family or, or make a bigger family, he's not going to be able to afford, you know, to go out as a man the way we've been taught how mm -hmm. to provide for the whole house. Mm -hmm. Yet he has this opportunity with this record company that I helped him start, right? This is mm -hmm. his own company and I'm marketing it, right? And 
you can actually make as much or whatever you want. You're not, there's no ceiling. It's, you don't, it's not an hour. It's not a hustle. Yep. But it's so hard for him to start taking time away from his security, right? And then invest in his security and then invest in um, his the opportunity, opportunity, the, the, the yeah. possibilities. Yeah. It's tough. So yeah. it's not just this thing in the hood where it's just the county. It's yeah. even careers. No, we I, have I, some I of the most brilliant minds. Still, my manager, my big bro, still is like, a brilliant mind. If you sit and talk to Steve, he's brilliant. Yeah. But his security and desire to make sure he's provided for his wife and his, you know, his kids. Now the two of them are grown. One of them yeah. in USC. Yeah. One of them is finna open up her own nail shop. They're fucking yeah. all brilliant kids. Chris about to be the security in about, I don't exactly, know, six months. in a couple days. <laughs> right? So his kid finna go pro. But he will not step away from his gig. Yeah. So I think, like P said, that's the human condition. Mm -hmm. But for a perfect example, stop, it's not even close. Um, <laughs> Parking Puff, for example, <laughs> he would not go drive a truck right now. Mm. Right? So he's so y'all all know out there his situation and what he's been through and, and what he's overcoming to, to get back on track with life. Never to get back on the same track, but to, to get back in the path of God and the light of going where you're supposed to go in this world. My destiny, man. His destiny, My destiny. Right? He not finna go drive no fucking truck. He don't give a fuck if they pay him $400 a day. I'm that not just... about to go work for nobody yeah. but myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah. his intellect mm -hmm. won't even allow him that. So yeah. it's something built in yeah. the equipment or something you become exposed to. I think it's something that you come exposed to. But not for me and you. But not for me and me you. Me and you was like, yeah, well, shit, I'm doing whatever I want to do anyway. It's been could... different. My, my mom told me that from Jump, right? Yeah. Right from Rip. That's so, I mean, one, a couple things that too. maybe could help in the situation i know we're gonna wrap up but these things here right so more men mentors impoverished areas sure. man it's, it, it would be a game changer and uh married family unit will be a game changer in the regards the wife supporting the goals of her man i'm telling you it will shift the poverty line like nobody's seen before it'll bring us back to what we were trying to do on Black Wall Street went burnt down and all that stuff. So yeah. those two things I think would be huge for for the impoverished communities to get to get leveled 100%. up. One hundred percent. Yeah, and, and those and those things were particularly targeted mm. to create that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, but okay. you could just see it because you, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to yeah. keep going over and yeah, over. We'll the, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, keep talking. Talk, 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 talk. All right, keep I guess. I'll, so how would you wrap it up? Tonight? I mean, to to go off the point of like male mentors, you know, you know? sure. To, to look again, following the money, there's a governmental exploitation of neighborhoods like that because they are, they're like vacuums for government funding dollars. So the best way to keep a neighborhood like that tethered to those government funding dollars is to remove male mentors. Yeah. And an easy way to do that is as we've seen statistically as irrefutable is through various social programs and stuff like that where they, where you make them a little obsolete at first then you change the cultural layout and the next thing you know Puff is tripping today Puff <laughs> yawned me out can you believe this? that's crazy you give him like million dollar gems and he like <laughs> hey man I was I was just gonna attack him on the idea of women backing their men's you know pursuits and dreams but there you, you know go. There why you the go. fuck just let's end like why, that why keep it toxic down to the rap you know <laughs> <laughs> you know a spot 
but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 